There it is. That's the sound to the bell for round number 10, Pacific Coast Boxing, a fight number three. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ganchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz. Here, of course, with my partner, Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Just excited about another week of boxing? That's right. We had a couple good fights. You know, not certainly not you know the fight of the year candidate like mm-hmm. ESPN would have had you have believed. But before we get to that, we are on round number ten and keeping up with our theme here of of calling out memorable uh, round tenth. Rick, I'm gonna stick with marvelous Marvin Hagler, right? Yeah. One of the four kings, of course, that we talked about on our very first podcast. So probably gonna write out his fights as long as uh, maybe to the end, maybe for at least another week. Yeah. Um, I think he deserves it, especially given that he fought uh, Leonard in April of 1987. So we're coming up on how many year anniversary of that fight? Well, I was gonna mention that. Yeah. The 34 year anniversary is today. April oh. April 6th. Oh, it's today. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, wow. I had, I had I was a close. Up ready to go. Yes. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Wow. See, instinctively, I yeah. knew. I, I had a feeling. By the way, yeah. a little side note to that. By the way, I saw that fight at. Um, he was our history teacher. Mm-hmm. He had a, a get together at his house to go watch that fight. You oh, know. Wow. Yeah, because remember back then, right, it wasn't that easy. There was, you know, the black boxes were not very easy, right, to obtain. And so if somebody was showing the fight, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I told you, this guy fought. He lost to Vito Antofermo in the, uh, as, a, as an amateur. But, yeah, man, all of us were there, all the guys on the baseball team. It was a party. Yeah. Probably not appropriate, by the way, you know, just him hosting and everybody hanging out and stuff. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I think when I was junior high, uh, yeah. the uh, – Science teacher got arrested for that. Oh, is that right? And I'm not going to throw him under the bus because you know what? He was a dang good teacher. He really was. He resonated. He knew his stuff. And he was a huge fight fan. Yeah, so he put it out there. Remember in class, he goes, hey, guys, it's going to be the the best fight all time. You got to go watch it. And, of course, a huge Sugar Ray Leonard fan, right? So I'll never forget, right? We were watching the fight in the, I forget what round it was. And he goes, Marvin Hagler is punching where Sugar Ray Leonard was five minutes ago. (laughs) 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 That's the thing about fights. Okay. Um, But on Marvin's Marvin Hagler, so round 10, one of his more famous round 10 knockouts, Rick, was against the Argentine uh, Juan Roldan. He knocked him out. This was back in 1984, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and this was, uh, so he rocked him, knocked him out round 10 of 15. Mm-hmm. And this was just a year after he fought Duran to a 15-round uh, cl- closer decision than people thought. Yeah, He probably respected Duran a little bit more than he should have. But anyways, big round 10 knockout for Marvis Hagler against uh, Juan Domingo Roldan from Argentina, man. Yeah, no, no. It, uh... I'm gonna have to go back and watch that one, but uh, you know, sounds like a great fight. Yeah, it was. It was. It was an okay fight. I I remember watching that fight. It was a Rodan was one of these tough guys. He was like 62 and two. He had beaten mm-hmm. quote unquote everybody at the time, but he was just another one in the long list of um, of middleweights, right? That Marvin marvelous Marvin Hagler seemingly just kept beating one after another. Yeah, right? and um, you know he had uh, 67 wins in his career. Yeah. So he was to end up being uh, 67 and uh, 5. Yeah, he was no slouch. As yeah. I'm saying, Roldan was no slouch. He was taking everybody out who at the time was considered a reputable middleweight. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then Hagler knocks him out. 
So, um, yeah, but that's crazy. Yeah, so today is the 34th anniversary mm -hmm. to the day. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Controversial, a fight that even to this day you had as a draw. Yeah. So go go figure, right? Um, so here's what's going on. So we're we're going to cover the 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 Frampton Herring fight mm -hmm. just a bit because as expected, it wasn't really a great fight, okay? Um, more really what I want to talk about is is all of the nonsense that of course comes from the ESPN uh -huh. um, crew because they have to, right? That's their guy, that's their broadcast and about how, you know, Herring is now an elite 130 pounder, uh -huh. right? I'm sorry, I don't see that, no. right? I see him as a, um, almost like a China doll, you know, very, very paper thin, very soft. Um, good story. I'm mm. not anti-herring, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay, I don't see him atop the 130. Talk about some of the comments they made, Rick, about uh, Crawford and Manny Pacquiao, about how that would establish Crawford as the very best. Don't see that either. No, yeah, definitely. Um uh, beating a 42, 43-year-old Pacquiao doesn't make you the greatest in the world. No, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about why he doesn't. And I'll, and I'll, you know, we'll talk about who does, and it's kind of obvious, but I'll tell you yeah. exactly who Crawford has to beat to be considered the very best, or at least close to the very best. Yeah. And he's got a ways to go, man. Um, we got some fights coming up uh, this weekend, right? Mm -hmm. um, some decent fights, by the way, right? We got our guy Joe Smith Jr. in action. Yeah. Always in a good fight. Yeah, yeah, always. Oh, yeah, you know, pack a lunch with that guy. Yeah. You got uh, uh, Lip Nets fighting Jaron Boots Enos, mm -hmm. one of my favorite fighters, right? And uh, that's on the undercard, which, like you said, that's probably could easily be the main event, except yeah. that there's a championship on the line. Um, uh, Drew and Ansakas against Jonathan Javier Rodriguez. Uh -huh. Talk about that a little bit. And then, of course, you got all of the... I mean, you look around here at Standing 8 Count Studios, Rick. You take a look around at all the boxing posters. Uh -huh. they're, all, they're all fighting again. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay, if you want to know who's fighting, just look around. Just look around. Yeah. You, you know, and we'll get into that. You know, why, why so many of uh, the legends are coming yeah. out of retirement, fighting one another? Yeah. You know... What's going on? That's what I mean. The one I got here, you know, um, yeah. um, uh, Bar uh, Morales and Barrera, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, who, who, who's next, right? It, it just, it, it's one after another. Um, yeah, we're the Ruelas brothers. Oh, you know, it's funny you mentioned them. Yeah. I saw that Gabriel's coming out of retirement. No. Yeah? You gotta be kidding yeah. me. <laughs> serious? Yeah. He was the better of the two fighters, uh -huh. by the way. Both champions. It, and, and he was the one that fought Oscar, correct? No, the older one did. Rafael did. Okay, then I think it's Rafael. Rafael, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he wanted the rematch. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. He's the one that got throttled. He was our round three, I yeah. think. He got throttled by De La Hoya. Anyways, yeah, I see. I was and I was just kidding, right? <laughs> but I just look around, you guys. These days, folks. In fact, we're gonna have a um, friend of mine, Omar, who does professional videos. He's gonna come and do a little vignette of us in here, and I'll have mm -hmm. him show all the posters. But it's like. Little did we know that these were not just like throwbacks. These are like today's fights. We just have to like put tape over the year, Rick. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden the, the poster becomes relevant to today. Just put a four after their, after their names. <laughs> <Yeah>. and then <laughs> For almost all of them. I'll tell you one guy, your guy, right? I'm surprised uh -huh. has not came out and talked about a comeback. Right, the great Felix Trinidad. Who? Where's he been? Who, who can use the money? That's what know, I'm saying. It, it, uh, <laughs> right. So, yeah, I don't know. He, he hasn't been in great shape. You yeah, know, that's that's the one thing. Yeah, is is uh, if uh, he's not in fighting weight. 
right now. None of them are. Yeah. I mean, none of them are, right? But it doesn't matter. I'll tell you what, why he's in fighting weight? Because his name is Felix Trinidad, yeah. right? And what does he need to make? 170, 185? That's fine. Yeah. But, I, but I'll tell you, right now, it's, it's, it's a who's who, right? Anybody throw their name out there, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm going to look around at some of these. You know, Chiquita Gonzalez. We, we ran into Chiquita Gonzalez. Uh-huh. Why not? <laughs> Against Michael Carbajal. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why shouldn't those guys lace him up again? All, all, the, all the great fights, man. So, yeah, so I know you've got a lot of news about mm-hmm. a lot of those guys yeah. that are, you know, yeah, those are just like lining up all of a sudden, which again tells you the state, right? Of, of boxing right now. Of, of, of boxing, yeah. I took my son to a golf lesson, you know, this past weekend. And the golf instructor is a he's a big boxing fan, and he knows you know we do a, bodca- a podcast and whatnot. And he, he's just asking me, so what do you think about the state of boxing? And everyone knows, yeah, not very good. No, no, I think the the big issue is we're not getting the fights we want. We're not getting the the Spence Crawford's fights. Um, you know, we're still waiting on an announcement on a Fury Joshua fight, and because we're not getting the best fighting the best yeah. in boxing, we're starting to get. The best from the 80s fighting right. the other best of the 80s. That's right. The best of the 90s yeah. fighting the other best of the 90s. Yeah. And they're and they're getting paid, so you, yeah. you have to look at it and say, well, you, you don't I don't blame them. Yeah. Right? You know, may he rest in peace, but Camacho would be fighting again. Oh yeah. Yeah, right? for sure. There's no there's no yeah. doubt, there's no doubt about it. Forget about his son, he would be lacing him mm-hmm. up. It's crazy. All right, folks. So we'll be right back. We got the Jamal Herring Frampton fight, a little bit of aftermath, the ridiculousness of the ESPN crew. And then we've got the fights coming up this weekend. And then we got all kinds of other news that's going on in the world of boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back, folks. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. And uh, just another mention, Rick, uh, the website, I told you, it's under construction. Okay. Any day now. Any day now. We also have the uh, official Pacific Coast Boxing uh, canopy. Oh, wow. Is being, is being put together. So that's going to be ready. For the um, events. And- yeah, it's going to be ready. I think it's, it's going to be close, really, to the events. We got the ring ropes coming. So it's all coming together almost, you know, right on time yeah. with, with that's going to coincide with the fights, you know? Yeah, with the, uh, you know, kind of COVID kind of, you know, looks like it's uh, trickling off a little bit. Yeah, 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 I hope so, man. So we got some pretty exciting stuff. Fans are probably uh, finally going to be able to see us, meet us in person. We'll have a lot of merch out mm-hmm. there when they run into us. Um, but two guys that somewhat ran into each other, uh, Carl the Jackal Frampton. Uh-huh. And Herring fought over the weekend. And let me just say this, first of all. I'm a big Carl Frampton fan. Okay, if there's, you know, and and for a lot of reasons. Number one, hell of a fighter, okay? Mm -hmm. Gave us a lot of good fights throughout his his great career, right? And also um, always just um, the sportsmanship that he shows, right? When he uh, lost the, you know, to uh, um, Leo Santa Cruz, right? Mm Consummate gentleman said, "Hey, the guy beat me, right? You never hear him. No excuses, nothing, yeah. right? Same thing when he uh, lost to Josh Warrington. Same thing. The better man. So you know, we need more guys with class like Carl Frampton. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me just say that. Now that being said, okay, complete mismatch. Yeah, on Saturday, Rick. Okay, um, and we talked about that. This guy was moving up to one thirty. Okay, they pretty much pitted him against the only hundred and thirty pounder that he actually had." 
uh, um, you know, a, a, an opportunity maybe to beat. He was favored in the fight, which is all you need to know about that against Jamal Herring. Okay, ends up getting throttled, right? Ends up getting killed. Yeah. It reminded me of, um, you know, that thing that they they would do sometimes. You know, when the big guy puts his hand on the uh -huh. small kid's head, right? And, and they the, would swing. And the kid would hear, swing, yeah. Yeah, and you really could. Yeah, that's basically what Jamal Herring was doing. Okay. Total mismatch, 5'10 against 5'5. More than that, you know, Carl Frampton's best weight was at 126, probably even 122, okay? ESPN, of course, was touting this, Rick, as um, get ready for what's going to be one of the fights of the year based on what, right? And so complete mismatch. I thought it was an okay performance by Jamal Herring. Not great. He's supposed to knock out and beat on older hundred and or you know older five five guy Rick, yeah no I think it was it was a huge mismatch. Uh, Herring was too tall, too big, um, you know. And then you know Frampton retires after the after the uh, fight. So yeah, that, that leads me to believe he had one foot out already. Yeah, this is probably his last payday. You know, and um, you know he was probably just done with boxing. And that's a really good point because. It's kind of it's kind of odd, right? It's kind of rare for a fighter to come into a fight like that, isn't it? Yeah. Because what what's the deal? You know, it reminds me of like the old wrestling matches, loser leaves town, you mm -hmm. know? It's like so if he wins, he keeps fighting. Yeah. He keeps fighting till he would have lost, you know? Doesn't yeah. yeah. How, how can your heart be completely into it when you're thinking, okay, if I lose, I'm done. Yeah, and you know, I think if there was still, you know, there were still fights he he could have um Leo Santa Cruz coming off of a loss. Why not yeah. uh have a trilogy fight against uh, Leo Santa Cruz, but yeah. Um, yeah, it just seemed weird to put him up against uh, Jamal Herring, you know, on his way out. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I totally agree. Uh, but again, you know, they obviously yeah. somebody did him a solid, by the way. Yeah. You know, because again, um, I think I'm going to say that was his first fight at 130. We'll have to t we'll yeah. have to look that up. But you know, ranked number three by the WBO immediately. This is boxing with the four sanctioning bodies, gets an immediate shot at the champion. Yeah. You're right. At the 126, I mean, there's a whole slew of guys. Yeah. Um, what about Emmanuel Navarrete? Yeah. Right? You know, there, there, there's guys to fight. You know, um, you know, the other the other part of this was was the ref. Yeah. Why, why didn't the ref stop it, like, you know, yeah. a minute or two before, yeah. you know, the corner had to jump in and stop it? Yeah, this is just another example, and we've talked about it, right? They need... Uh, they need somebody else. It's just it, what's going to happen, Rick. It's going to be very similar to now, mm -hmm. right? When you look at the old school fights, the referee was the third judge. Yeah. Right. Like he not only was was officiating the fight, he was also judging the contest. Mm -hmm. Which now we look back and we say, well, that's ridiculous, right? How yeah. can that be? And I think we're going to look back at boxing to say the same thing and say, wait a minute, the referee was the only one in the ring that had the ability to stop the fight if he felt that you know it was lopsided. Right, yeah. and we're gonna say that's crazy, that's brutal. There has to be somebody else there, not the physician, because apparently the physician could only stop the fight in between rounds, mm -hmm. even though the physician is the most qualified, right, to diagnose as long as he's not having like you know a martini during the fight or something, yeah. right? But obviously he'd be paid. He's ringside. He sees that a fighter's done, and he stops the fight. Yeah, um, this this fight went on way too long, and. Uh... He could have been hurt really bad. Luckily, the the, the corner did uh, jump in and stop it. And it, and it shouldn't be that way, yeah. right? It shouldn't be that way because this is how, you know, the, the picture I have to my right, Patrick Day, this is what happens. 
Yeah. And when it's clear to everyone watching on television and everywhere else, this guy has no chance of winning. And that's when I think you have to stop it, right? Yeah. Is when clearly, okay, you always say, well, you know, a fighter always has a puncher's chance. Not always, yeah, man. No. Okay, there's situations where this guy has zero chance, okay? The chances of this guy landing a punch, there's no way. There's no way he's going to have enough, you know, enough zip on it yeah. to do any damage. With regards to the actual fight, okay, so Carl Frampton is retiring Good for him, although nowadays, right, in the next segment, we're going to talk about Frampton can probably come back 10 years from now. Yeah. Right? So he's he's still in good, 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 good shape as far as, you know, wanting to come back as an active fighter. And, and I don't even think this is the last we've heard of Frampton. I think within yeah. a year or two, he fights again. I think so, yeah. too. I think so, too. I mean, you know, he, again, very gracious in mm-hmm. defeat always. Talked about not being there with his kids, and it's like, yeah, 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 but just wait. Yeah. Right. He's too too much of a fighter to go out like that. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, Jamal Herring being one of the best 130-pounders, I don't see it, Rick, okay? No. Um, I don't because you look at the other 130-pounders, you know, does does he beat an Oscar Valdez? Does he beat a Gervonta? So. Does yeah. he beat a Gervonta Davis? Probably not. No. Especially after what Valdez did to Miguel Burchell. Mm-hmm. Oscar Valdez goes right through this guy. Yeah. Okay. Remember, right? It, it was just one fight ago, you know, before this one, where Tim Bradley himself was calling out Jamal Herring's heart, right, mm-hmm. for stopping, right, in that that fight that was stopped in the ninth round or whatever. So, I don't see it. Yeah, no, I don't um, see him being the top one hundred and thirty pounder. No, and and I think uh, what's going to end up happening because he's with top rank is. Uh, Shakur Stevenson is going to end up beating him and taking his taking his title. Hundred percent, right? Hundred percent. They already have it in line. Shakur yeah. Stevenson, you know, rank number one. That's the guy they know is really the money guy. Absolutely, that's yeah. what's going to happen, Rick. Um, the IBF doesn't have a champion, of course. That's the one that Jojo Diaz mm-hmm. gave up in weight by beating uh, Shavkat Rakamov. So yeah, I, I just the hype that these guys. Here's the other thing about that telecast. That's enough about that fight because it was not a very competitive fight. You had Timothy Bradley talking about, all of them really, about, you know, their guy, Crawford, getting the fight with Pacquiao. Uh We talked about it in in the opening segment and about how he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said if Crawford gets that fight, that is the fighter that he needs. That's the fighter in Pacquiao he needs to get him over the top and establish, solidify himself as the true pound-for-pound pound champion. Yeah, no, um, I, I would have to disagree. Even Timothy Bradley, you know, whether yeah. it's disputed or not, yeah. beat Manny Pacquiao. That's right. Did you think Timothy Bradley was the best no. pound-for-pound pound in the world? And no. this was, what, 15 years ago? Right, right. You know, at this point, you've got a 42-, 43-year-old Pacquiao. Yeah. There's no way that... Um, Terrence Crawford beating him solidifies him as 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 number one. It does nothing. You know, it does nothing. It does nothing. All it says is, okay, you beat a legend. Yeah. Right. The only what the only eight right division world champion ever. And, and right? it, w- it would be the biggest name on his resume. That's it. But he hasn't fought anybody else. No, he hasn't fought anybody else. So it's just it's so biased, uh-huh. right? When these guys talk about that, when you know we talk about all of the opponents. That Canelo Alvarez has beaten, right? And mm-hmm. we and we have no trust me, right? I I have no um, affiliation with any of these fighters, yeah. right? We call it like it is. If we thought Terence Crawford was the pound for pound, we would say so. Yeah. 
but he isn't, right? It's clearly Canelo because of everybody that he's fought. And we've gone through the whole list. So, you know, Austin Trout, there's Landy Lara, all the boogeyman of division. He's actually going through cleaning out, you know, the um, the super middleweight 168 pound right now. Now, if you were to ask, okay, then who does Terrence Crawford have to beat to be considered, yeah. right? And I don't even know because here's the problem, right, is that if Canelo keeps going, right, I don't think Terrence Crawford is going to be able to catch up to him mm. unless he does it in dramatic fashion. Yeah. So here are the three fighters that, in my opinion, Terrence Crawford ha- and has to beat. And one of, and it's not Manny Pacquiao, by the way. Yeah, Manny no. Pacquiao doesn't even count. I fully expect him to beat Pacquiao if he mm-hmm. fights him. He would have to beat, of course, Earl Spence Jr. Yeah. He would have to beat Sean Porter and Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah. If he beats those three guys, which I believe, right, are three of the best welterweights in the division today, with you know, with of course Terrence Crawford as well. Yeah. He beats those three guys and beats them in convincing fashion, Rick, then then you're talking he's in the discussion for maybe being co pound for pound. Yeah. You know, I, I think beating those three guys, but even that might not be enough. You know, you've got Canelo going up divisions, up divisions, you know, um, being a multi-division champion and, and uh, you know, Canelo started at 154. He's all the way up there uh, at 168 right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I would like to see if he's able to beat those three. Yeah. Maybe beat a, a Jermel Charlo at 154. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, 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 and pick up, uh, you know, some titles in a different weight class. Yeah, the only thing I'll say, though, right, I don't count. I'm glad you didn't count, uh, uh, you didn't say 175 Kovalov. Yeah, for, oh, no, uh, no, for no, Canelo. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you didn't count him. I was listening to see if you were going to say that, right? Yeah. But yes, he beat, he's beaten the best at super middleweight, mm-hmm. and he's beaten the best at 160. Yeah. Who did he beat at 154 to win the championship? Uh, are you talking about Canelo? Canelo, yeah. Um, because obviously at 160, he beat Triple G. Right. Yeah, that, I think that, I think at 154 he beat uh, Miguel Cotto. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah. and that's an aging Miguel Cotto. Yeah. Right. In fairness to Cotto, I know that bothers yeah. you, but it was not a Cotto in his prime, right? No. It was. Yeah. It wasn't. It's it just was when that. Cotto beat Sergio Martinez. Same thing. Yeah. Right? No, a little different, but. <laughs> it, uh... I th- I think it's about the same. Yeah. But be that as it may, Rick, I get your point, right? Yeah. That Canelo has has won championships in multiple weight divisions, right? Uh-huh. Um. I think uh, we'll have to look. Crawford, I think, uh, won at 140. He may I think have... it's 140. Yeah. yeah. But either way, right, either way, um, still there's no name. And so all Manny Pacquiao does is it gives him that name on the resume. Yeah. Right? That's it. But like I said, um, if you want to convince me, you got to beat those three. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, you've got, you know, Keith one-time Thurman. I know not one of your favorite fighters, but... Yeah. I happen to be a big Keith one-time Thurman fan. The only fight he's ever yeah. lost is to Manny yeah. Pacquiao coming well, off of a year injury. You know? well, yeah, you know, my, my biggest part is uh, Keith Thurman fights one time in every four years. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's my uh, He's injured. Issue. He was injured, Rick, but yeah. he fought beautifully against Danny Garcia. Don't forget he also has wins against Sean Porter. He's the only guy that's beaten those guys, right? Nobody else yeah. has. And then and he's only lost once to Pacquiao in a, in a closely contested fight. He doesn't go down to round one. He wins that fight. So, but I also think he was on his way to getting knocked out by uh, who was it, Josecito Lopez? One punch. I mean, yeah. but that was but that was after he was coming back after his injury. Yeah, he was coming back after his shoulder injury, right? And and he took a tough. Yeah, no, you're right. He got yeah. caught. Either way, all I'm saying is those are the top welterweights. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. If you want to talk the top welterweights, you got to talk Sean Porter, mm-hmm. uh, Earl Spence, of course. Right. Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, and I'm going to throw in Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah. Beat three out of those four guys, and now you're talking about pound for pound. But right mm-hmm. now, Crawford has absolutely nobody. No. On his dossier, Rick. And even the uh, Ring Magazine, and it might have been just a slight, uh, yeah. you know, purposeful slight. Yeah. But uh, they've got Canelo. Yeah. Then Inouye. Yeah. Then Terrence Crawford. Right. Yeah. Right. Which makes sense, by yeah. the way. To me, that makes sense, just based on who you know who they've um, who he's fought. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And again, I think about it because there's a lot of folks out there, the casual boxing fans, that don't really follow. And if you're just watching ESPN, you're you're eating all this up, man. Yeah, you're eating all this up. It's like, oh wow, yeah, the Terrence Crawford is no, he's not even close. I would go anyway over him, by the way. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, folks, um, that'll do it for this segment. Rick, we're gonna get into the rest of the boxing news. Talk about uh, we got a couple fights coming up this weekend. Yeah, and then everything else going on in the world of boxing. Pacific Coast boxing. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Don't forget, folks, because stuff's going to start to happen real quickly here for Pacific Coast Boxing. Email counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com. Don't forget, Rick and I will be attending the Ruiz and Chris, the Nightmare Areola fight May 1st at the Infinity Center. The... uh Dignity Sports. You always going to get it wrong. Yeah. Where's the Infinity Center? I have no I idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it exists, Rick. Yeah. I'm sure it exists somewhere, you know? Um, I, okay, so, yeah, but we're going to be there. Yeah. Guarantee we're going to be there. Um, we will be uh, publishing, communicating our seat locations, Rick, mm-hmm. and section. Once again, whoever shows up, right, gets a Pacific Coast Boxing hoodie. Oh, wow. But, but they have to tell us who our favorite fighters are. Yeah, we said that in our last episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it again. No, yeah, they have to yeah, go back and listen. They to have it. to go back and listen to it. We said yeah. it at I think we said it at the beginning or somewhere around. So yeah. that's the only way they're gonna get their hands on on a beautiful hoodie. We don't even have a hoodie. No, you know, we probably have on that night. Though. We take care of the fans. Yeah, the yeah, fans, yeah. fans first, fans first. Speaking of fans, Rick, there's some fights coming up this weekend. Um, I don't know if the fans are going to be able to attend these fights. I'm sure you'll know. But what do we got going on this weekend? Uh, We got, uh, it's an ESPN card, uh, Joe Smith Jr. versus Maxim Vlasov. Yeah. uh, For the vacant WBO light heavyweight title. Yeah. Uh, This one's coming from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, um, you know, looking forward to this one. You know, Joe Smith Jr. always... uh, an action fighter, yeah. and um, always is in a good fight. Yeah. No, no, there's no doubt about it. I love watching the guy fight. Of course, um, came on the scene, really came on the scene, by the way, mm-hmm. before. You now, most people will remember him when he beat um, when he beat uh, Bernard Hopkins, of course, yeah. right? And Bernard Hopkins chose him basically as his kind of his farewell fight, right? Mm-hmm. But you forget before that, he beat Funfara, right? Yeah. And he was he was an underdog, like almost a twenty to one underdog against Funfara, and that's kind of what started that, right? And then of course he beats, uh, you know, Sullivan Barrera. He beats Sullivan Barrera. 
He beats um, yeah, that was our guy, the guy yeah. that we saw at the uh, at the Pechanga, right? He beats Jesse Hart, right? Yeah. Um, Elito Alvarez. Yeah. That's the other guy he beat, right? So he's he's all of a sudden just you know beating folks that he has no business, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that he clearly has a very strong work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. Goes in there, pack a lunch, and and he takes care of business. So yeah, very entertaining fighter. Yeah, no, um, love seeing him fight. Um, you know, wasn't he in the... Uh, What's oh. that? I know they're trying to set him up to yeah. fight Biev. Yeah, he's going to fight uh, Biev if they win this one. That's that's the idea. Um, but yeah, what are you thinking? You thinking he was in some other fight or some other... No, uh, never mind. All right. Yeah. Well, either way, right? But that's kind of the that's kind of their hope here, right? They're 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 trying to match. And by the way, it would be a great fight against Peter BF because mm-hmm. both of them have very similar styles. Both of them coming forward, right? Um, so nothing but good stuff, hopefully, yeah. right? If that fight comes off, yeah. And, and and I think I was looking forward to this one. This this is going to be my uh, lock of the week. Joe Smith is your yeah. lock of the week. Lock of the week. Wow, Rick. And I haven't even I haven't even uh uh you know made public the line, uh-huh. right? The line on that is uh Joe Smith is favored, but mm-hmm. not by a whole lot. Minus three eighty. Yeah. Okay. So no, bet three hundred eighty dollars to one hundred. Yeah. yeah. I feel pretty good that they uh they're lining him up for Peter Biev. Yeah. And um, you know, he, he wins this fight. I think so too. Yeah. I think your lock of the week is safe, right? Yeah. But I like the fact that you're going on that and not, you know, somebody in the thousand. Yeah. Because there's another fight that we're going to get to right now that that it is going to be uh-huh. a little bit more lot lot more lopsided. But yeah, that, I'm looking forward to that fight. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, no surprise if he if he knocks out Vlasov. Yeah. No. No. And I, I think he I think he will. Um, probably around the uh, eighth or ninth round. Yeah. Um. But yeah, also this weekend, Showtime has a card. Yeah, uh, Jerwin and Cajas. Yeah, versus Jonathan uh, Rodriguez. Yep. for the IBF Junior Bantamweight title. Yes, um, and this is the same division that Chocolatito's in. Yeah, Estrada. Yeah. Um. So you know this this is a be an interesting fight. You know, see where um, you know it'll just be another guy. You know, this could be the the fifth guy in that division. Yeah. But as soon as those four kind of you know yeah clear each other out. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's he's up next. Yeah, he's kind of on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. understandably so, right? In that in that amazing 115 pound yeah. weight division that we're getting just an absolute you know show from those four guys. Of course, we're talking about Estrada, Sorung Vise, Carlos Cuadras, and of course Chocolatito. Um, and uh, Asajas holds the IBF version. He's going to be fighting who the IBF considers is their number three. You could say it's their number one, by the way. They don't have a number one or number two because that's just the way the IBF works, right? (laughs) So it's the champion against the next best contender, which is how it should be, and Mm -hmm. it's what the IBF is doing. But those guys are generally not considered the best at 115. But I think that if Asajas beats him, which he should, and beats him emphatically, Rick, it can maybe put him in that discussion as – after that kind of mini round robin tournament uh-huh. sees itself its way through, right? Asakas is there waiting. Yeah. No, and I think that you know that's the plan for him. Yeah. Um, also on this card, uh, Jerron Boots Ennis. Yeah. Uh, versus Sergey Lipinets. Yeah. Uh, a couple uh, welterweights. Um, 
Jerron Ennis, you know, maybe not as highly touted as Virgil Ortiz, but yeah. he's right there. I tell you, Rick, I, I told you before, and just in case, if you don't remember, and we're going to remind the fans, this is one of my favorite fighters. Yeah. The guy, he had a really odd fight, the fight before this. It was a, um, I think it was stopped, right? And some, uh, somebody was cut. Mm-hmm. And it was unfortunate because we really didn't get to see the best of, of Jaron Enos. But, um, yeah, it was some, one of these technical draws or whatever. But the guy's amazing, man. Yeah. The guy's talented, I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now, right? This is what we were talking about, about Virgil Ortiz and who he can fight. That would be a scary one. Yeah, like I probably would not match him up against Jaroninas because too high risk, and the guy's not a champion. Yeah, and I think Jaroninas has the ability and the skill set to probably beat him. You give a lot of people to give him a problems, good fight. Yeah. yeah, I mean he he's that good. So um, he's favored big time over uh, mm-hmm. Sergey Lipnets, which he should be. Yeah, um, I think I think he beats him in impressive fashion, and I and I hope he does. There's another guy now. Let me guess, Jaroninas, is he another PBC fighter? Yeah. Yeah, so then, you know, there you go, right? There's another guy that um, probably is not going to fight Terrence Crawford, unfortunately. Yeah. Because all I'm saying is that's another guy, right? He wins that fight, and then, you know, now you got him. Throw him into the mix. Him, mm-hmm. Sean Porter, Virgil Ortiz, Keith One-Time Thurman, as legitimate welterweights that Terrence Crawford should be looking to clean up. Yeah. Not going to happen, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that fight. It's one of those fights, right? You were saying that we were talking here, you know, uh, off the air that um, that's the undercard, but could easily be the main event because yeah. of because of Jaron Butzinas. No, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one, just because it's uh, you know it's a welterweight division uh, fight, and um, you know there, there, there's a lot of fighters there that uh, make a pretty good matchup. Yep, and um, you know maybe you know you get a. Um, Enos in with a, a Porter, maybe a couple of years down the road. Yeah, a, you know a Keith Thurman. You know because yeah. with being with PBC, you yeah. you've got a lot of those 147 pound pounds. Yeah, but they're just very careful how they yeah. match each other up, Rick. Yeah. As you know, he's very careful. Yeah, right to not impact their marketability, their mm-hmm. win loss. I mean, smart businessman in one ways, and then on the other side, completely impacts boxing and yeah. and just waters it down because we don't get the fights we want to yeah. see. So it's unfortunate. And that's a guy there, Jaroninas, that should be fighting the very best. He's that good. Yeah. Um, DeZone also has a card this weekend from the from the UK. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Connor Ben versus yeah. Samuel Vargas, a couple uh, welterweights as well. Yeah. Yeah, not um, not not necessarily the very best, but no. but that should be – but it still should be a pretty entertaining fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean – what am I talking about? Connor Ben is is favored big time. Yeah, in that fight. Yeah, yeah he's, he's favored just, big time. He's ranked number eleven by the WBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it should be entertaining. Yeah, not competitive. No, if I misspoke, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know that's probably it for this weekend. You've got three cards. Um, you know, the zone, Showtime, ESPN. Yeah, um, all on Saturday. That's, so, that's pretty good, though. I'll tell you what. Yeah. It's pretty good because, you know, at least, again, we're, we're getting to that period where it's not very often that we have a weekend where there's no fight. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this weekend, right, if I had to pick one, um, well, I, I want to watch Jaroninas, but I'm, on, I'm definitely going to watch the Joe Smith Jr. Yeah. fight, right? Um, and then, of course, we'll talk about, you know, the next weekend, next week, but we've got, of course, the Jake Paul-Ben Askren fight yeah. and then uh, Demetrius Andrade. 
is uh, is making his return to the ring. He's probably more interesting listening to yeah. than than what than fighting. Uh, Tony Harrison makes a return. He's fighting here in L.A. So I'm getting ahead of myself. And then after that, on the 24th, you got Emmanuel Navarrete. My point is, every single week you've got fights coming up with yeah. at least somebody, and it leads up to the May 1st fight in Carson, California, right? Yeah, no, it uh, you know boxing is is back, and uh, I think there's going to be just more and more, um, you know, as the Hopefully the pandemic is winding down. Yep. You know, towards the summer, we're you know now we're getting cards in California, so um, you know boxing is is gonna. Um, we're, hopefully we start getting some of these big fights that that we've been waiting for. It'll, it'll it'll happen here. And coming up in the next break, we're gonna talk about huge, great legend fighters yeah. that are all apparently coming back, and we'll give you our take on that. Yeah. Pacific Coast Boxing folks, we'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Fonzo Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, so let's continue on with the boxing news. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on, especially with fighters who, like you said, we used to watch in the 80s, 90s. Uh-huh. But what else is going on, Rick? Well, we'll start with them. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of uh, fighters wanting to come out of retirement. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll start with uh, Roy Jones. Uh, yeah. He says he has unfinished business with Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. And he wants to fight Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, and by the way, what what unfinished business exactly is he t- is you referring to? I, I don't know because yeah, he spent uh, most of his uh, career probably two to three divisions right above right uh, De La Hoya. Maybe right. he's talking about you know who's the best pound for pound of yeah. that era, uh, and you know was it De La Hoya? Was it him? Yeah. You know, and uh, you know yeah. maybe that's the unfinished business. But you know what's interesting, by the way, is um, you know watching that fight exhibition with mm-hmm. uh, with Tyson. By the way. Um, it was Tyson, right, who yeah. came off and looked pretty impressive. Yeah. Not impressive enough to beat a top 10 heavyweight, probably no. not even a top 20 heavyweight, yeah. right? But it was Tyson who looked the more prepared, mm-hmm. right? He actually looked pretty decent. Jones looked horrible. Jones looked horrible, and I wouldn't have thought that yeah. going into the fight. Right. Because Roy Jones was always in great shape. Right, and he and, and he was the one who was like somewhat active, uh-huh. right, over the last five to 10 years. Yeah. But he looked Horrible, horrible. Right, he was out of shape. Yeah, he was tired after a round or two. He had the yeah. he, he had the dad, you know, cutting the grass. Right, <laughs> six pack body. Yeah, you know, six pack of beer. I'm talking yeah. about right, not that six pack. But yeah, he looked horrible. Remember they asked him after the fight, you know, because Tyson was like, "Hey, let's do it again." And they asked Roy Jones, and he didn't seem too excited. No, right, no, didn't uh, seem too interested in another fight. And, you know, I think he's thinking, you know, De La Hoya's, first of all, you, I don't think you can get the weights to where it would match up. Yeah. Uh, you know, De La Hoya says he's walking around now at 160. Yeah. You know, Roy was probably over 200. Right. There, you know, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. They'd have to meet somewhere. Yeah. You know, Jones would have to get down to 180, mm-hmm. 175, maybe. Yeah. There's no way. Right. Yeah. There's there's just no way. They, the the size difference is too much. And but the money, man. But I'm yeah. telling you, the money. And this is where I, you know, I hate to say it again, is that his Jones performance against Tyson probably cost him because yeah. he looked horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody. La Hoya, you know. And he, no, nobody's asking for another Roy Jones fight. No. Yeah. No. It, not after not after what we saw with Tyson. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and so um, another another couple names that are coming out. Yeah, uh, they're scheduled for a fight in June. 
Miguel Cotto, Juan Manuel Marquez. Yeah. You know, that, uh, you know, they too, it's been said. Yeah. yeah. Unfinished business. More, yeah. All kinds of yeah. unfinished. Yeah. Unfinished business. I'll tell you what the unfinished business is, Rick, is collecting another paycheck. <laughs> that's the unfinished business, right? The business of collecting money that's uh-huh. out, that's out there. That's that's what's unfinished, man. Yeah. And uh, this fight was actually rumored. I think when uh, Miguel Cotto ended up fighting uh, Saddam Ali. Yeah. You know, I think he wanted the Juan Manuel Marquez fight. Yeah. And uh, Marquez just wasn't healthy enough to, to be able to make that fight. Well, not to mention, Rick, that Marquez is much smaller than Cotto technically. Yeah. You know, Cotto fought at what, 147, mm-hmm. 154 yeah. for the most part, right? That's not even close to where Marquez fought. No. Marquez was lightweight. I think his last mm-hmm. fights with Pacquiao, were they at 140, 130? Maybe 147, maybe. Yeah, man, I don't know. We'll yeah. have to look that up real quick, but. You know, that's why that fight never happened, because uh-huh. these guys, he was just too light for him. Yeah. So give me, I, I don't know, man, but here we go yeah. again. Now, are they talking about that as an exhibition? Yeah, exhibition. Yeah, uh, all these are, yeah. right? I don't know where it's going to be, but, uh, you know, they, they've already said that it's going to be uh, around mid-June. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, also, this fight, which was good, <laughs> you know, I think early 90s. Yeah. Eric Morales versus Marco Antonio Pereira. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I love those fights. The classics. Right. right. You know, but yeah. do do we need one right now in twenty twenty one? No, not not again. Not yeah. again. I mean both you know, I mean, yeah, I mean both fighters, you know, but Mar- Morales, you know, he's the one that gave um Danny Garcia mm-hmm. a decent fight. Remember yeah. that? And then uh and then he fought a rematch and then of course he got he got throttled and that was yeah. that was it, you know. And this one already has a date <laughs> of uh June 16th. Yeah. Again, so, it's another uh all these are exhibitions. Uh-huh. Right? None of these none of these are real fights, right? Yeah, no, no. All exhibitions uh yeah. you know to go along with the Julio Cesar Chavez senior fight. Yeah. And uh you know the Chavez Jr. versus Anderson Silva. Yeah. You know, it just shows that you know the kind of the state of boxing where it's at yeah. right now. We're not getting the big fights that we want. No. That's so exactly right. We're getting the big fights that we wanted 20 years ago. Yeah, and by the way, so he when he knocked out Manny Pacquiao, uh-huh. the devastating knockout. Uh, they he was at one forty three. One forty three. Okay. Yeah, in fact, he never fought in his heyday over you know one. His last fight was at one forty one. He fought Timothy. I'm talking about Juan Manuel. Yeah. You know, Dinamita Marquez. He fought uh, lost to Timothy Bradley at one forty four. Manny Pacquiao one forty three. But his yeah his big deal was at you know one twenty six one thirty. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's absurd, but whatever, it's an exhibition, you know, but people say unfinished, unfinished business, how? They were three divisions <laughs> apart, yeah. you know, ridiculous, but they're big names. They're big names, you know, it's, right? it's, it's, it's Mexico versus Puerto Rico, Yeah. so, you know, they're, they're using that angle. And, uh, and, right, they're not, we're not talking about, you know, guys that retired 10, 15 years ago, right? No. Like, these guys are past their prime, yeah. right? But, you know, I would say certainly in Juan Manuel Marquez's, um, uh, for him, he probably can still beat some top 10 guys. Yeah, yeah. I think Cotto's a little older, right? Oh, no, uh, Cotto's 40. Oh, is he? So I think uh, Juan Manuel Marquez is either 45, 47. Oh, so he's even somewhere older. Somewhere in there, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, well, then maybe it was just the years. Either way, right, both of uh-huh. these guys are, are a little bit closer um. Yeah. I mean, Mar- uh, Marquez has been fighting since, geez, since uh, since ninety three. Yeah. You know. So. 
Who else we got, Rick? Who's next on the list? Who's next? Uh, yeah. No, no more of the old, old fighters. You know, there's some exhibitions being talked about, but, uh, yeah. you know, having uh, the UFC champion, Nganu, yeah. fight Tyson Fury, yeah. you know, that he'd be willing to do that. You know, of course, you know, it'd be a, uh, it'd be a huge event. You know, you've yeah. got UFC heavyweight champion versus uh, yeah. boxing's heavyweight champion. Right. Uh, but... Uh, there's no way he's going to be able to beat Tyson Fury in no, a boxing match. Not in boxing. It'll be even worse than what Mayweather did to Conor McGregor. Yeah. It'll be even worse because at the heavyweight division, that guy will be gassed after one round. Mm-hmm. And you can't you can't carry. You know, it's harder to carry. <laughs> yeah. Somebody. You know, and, and I do feel like uh, Mayweather was carrying. Uh, he was. Oh, he absolutely was. Yeah. And he was smart to do that, right? Yeah. He just kind of carried him, carried him. He finally tired himself out, and then he knocked him out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people, and I get it, you know, from the UFC side, people, you wanted to see your guy McGregor do well. Yeah. And it sure gave the appearance that he was doing well. He did it. Okay? It, it was it was absolutely one-sided fight, mm-hmm. you know? But like you said, Rick, it, it can't be stated enough. It's what's wrong with boxing, right? We don't get Crawford Spence. We don't get, you know, again, we keep talking about Fury and Joshua. When, right? Keep talking about it, but when? When is it going to happen? We don't get the Deontay Wilder-Fury rematch, even though there was a rematch clause. Mm -hmm. We don't get that fight. We don't get Akhmadielev, who, by the way, he fought over the weekend, right? I don't think we mentioned it, and, right? And still hasn't given uh, Danny Roman, right? Still hasn't given him, and so you got all these fights, right? We got all the lightweights. Hopefully, something happens, right? And we get the Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, mm-hmm. Teofimo Lopez, right? But it's all right there, and but it doesn't happen. Yeah. Hence, we get all this other nonsense. Yeah. With these guys coming back for exhibitions. And it's a complete money grab, by the way. Make no mistake about yeah. it, okay? These guys know that people are willing to pay uh-huh. and, and watch the fight, so why not, yeah. right? You know, Mike Tyson, you know, he, he opened up the floodgates for everybody. Yeah. I think some of these uh, exhibitions are going to flop. Yeah. You know, it had to be done just right. Mike Tyson is a name that everybody's always going to be curious about. Right, You know, right. and, uh, you know, say it was Roy Jones. Yeah. Antonio Tarver. Yeah. I don't think as many people are watching that. No. You know, it, no. It, it, you throw Mike Tyson in the mix. Yeah. You're going to get, uh, you know. Speaking of, he of didn't, he's out of his fight, Antonio Tarver, right? Yeah. I don't know if we talked about that yeah. last week, but he's out of his fight. He's out of his fight and uh, with Frank Mir, and I think they did find a replacement. I think it's um, yeah. uh, Steve Cunningham. Okay. Yeah, Steve Cunningham. Is replacing uh, Antonio Tarver. Okay. Um, but yeah, also um, with boxing, uh, Eddie Hearn. You yeah. Know, he wants to have Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney mm-hmm. in September and October. Yeah. Um, you know, Ryan Garcia is reportedly going to fight uh, Javier Fortuna. Right. Uh, coming up here. Right. Um, I think it's going to be in early July. And then um, hopefully the winners of those two fights, you know, the Lenares Haney and Ryan Garcia, yeah, you know, that they all fight each other. Well, it would set up for it, right? Yeah. I mean, it would set up for it. You know, the winner of Garcia and Fortuna supposedly is the mandatory for Haney, mm-hmm. even though that's what was supposed to happen when he beat Luke Campbell. Yeah. Supposed to win, you know, the interim WBC. So that's fine. That's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. That's what we need to see, right? Those fights need to happen. It needs to fight Devin Haney. And then the winner of that, right, maybe fights Teofimo Lopez or Gervonta Davis if he gets out of his legal issues, man. Yeah. No, they, you know, these these fights have to be made. You know, yeah. and they, I think, um, you know, the fighters have to dare to be great and not worry about, oh, getting that one loss on their record. Yeah. Which I think a lot of them worry about right now. 
Yeah, no, they're absolutely right. And of course, we've already talked about ad nauseum with the promotional companies, the top rank, the mm. PBC, who's the worst. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, right, is like some of these guys just do an autograph show, yeah. something, you know? I'd be okay if Cotto and Marquez, you know, I don't need to see them in the ring sparring yeah. because here's the thing. It does absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's not like we watch the fight and say, yeah, yeah. right? See? Like yeah. that's what would have happened if they would have fought. No, we don't know that. Yeah, no. Because it's it's basically it's a glorified sparring session, right? You know they have some kind of an agreement, right, mm-hmm. beforehand that, hey, let's just put on a good show, yeah. right? We're not here to get hurt, you know? And so it's just, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't need to see. I don't need to see any of these. Even De La Hoya's ridiculous comeback. Now, do they have a right? The thing here's the difference, though, and yeah. I'll give Oscar De La Hoya credit. I think he's not coming back just for exhibitions. He's coming back for real fights. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what he says, and you know, I think he's coming back, you know, to make some money and uh, hopefully. That's fine. You know, that, that's fine. I mean, I, he sh- you should get paid. I, I was reading something that uh, you know, his plan is kind of make some money. Yeah. Doing fights. And yeah. investing that money back into Golden Boy, yeah, and um, you know, signing fighters and and, yeah. and promoting the uh, yeah the business, which would be good, you know, it uh, which is fine. I don't know? think he needs the money. I think he's one of the fighters that yeah did well with uh, saving his money. Absolutely, and, yeah, you know, has his own company, promotional yeah. company now. Well, that's why. That's why with him now, at the same time, right? He may not need the money, but he's a businessman, and yeah. if he and if he can make more money, right? While putting himself in the spotlight, which I think he sorely missed, mm-hmm. regardless of what he'll say. Remember, we talked about this in yeah. an earlier podcast. There's still an ego there. Yeah. And when he sees Ryan Garcia getting all his attention and 8.5 million followers, you know he's thinking that if I was Ryan Garcia, right, or if he was, De La Hoya was, you know, relevant today, yeah. he'd have 30 million followers, right? Oh, no. Yeah. Guarantee you he talks about that on his inner circles, yeah. right, and says, shoot, I would have, right? Half the planet following me, uh-huh. right? These guys are just lucky that I'm I'm in a different era, yeah. and I think that's part of it. Is watch, I'm going to come back, I'm going to fight, I'm still going to draw attention, mm-hmm. right? I'm still going to draw. And, and honestly, if you look at it, it's a win-win, yeah, because nobody expects them to do well, no. right? Nobody expects them to do well. Yeah. If he gets throttled and knocked out, right, it's going to be old. like yeah. he's old. We thought so, you know. Hey, you know what? He's finally done. I get it, but you know what? He's going to make good money. He's yeah. probably going to fight. And they're doing it smart. If he's going to fight like UFC guy, like you were saying, mm-hmm. they set him up. He wins that fight. And then maybe he fights somebody serious. Like I said, yeah. I would be, I think it would be a very entertaining if he fights Triple G. Yeah. I think that would be a legitimate fight. Yeah. So that's the thing. I, I respect the fact that if Oscar's coming back, he's coming back to fight in a legitimate manner. Mm-hmm. Not these BS, yeah. two minute, eight round exhibition. You know, uh, who's the who's the judge? You know, yeah. not Bobby Chez, but the coal miner's daughter and, <laughs> and Vinny Pazienza, yeah. right? And it's a draw. Come on. Don't even have judges. Yeah. No. Right? Just there's no need to have judges. Why would you have a judge, by the way, on an exhibition? Yeah. Right? Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know, yeah, Marquez. I mean, Morales, Barretta. Haven't we seen enough? Yeah. Now, if they want to, like, really lace them up uh-huh. for, you know, Barretta, Morales, four, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Serious. Yeah. I'm all for it. And do it in a you know in a bull ring in TJ. Yeah. Right? I'm 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 good with that. Shoot open back up the Olympic Auditorium. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then and I'm serious. Like go for it. Why not? Those guys are still young enough and you know, crazy enough to go for it. Yeah. Right? And Morales probably would, by the way. Oh no, yeah. 
uh, you know, one one of the very few uh, boxers that we met is, is that has been a jerk. Yeah, too. Yeah. By the way, yeah, you know, so I'm yeah. definitely rooting for uh, Barrera in that one. Well, I told you, I told you, I ran into him. Um, it was at the um, the when De La Hoya was fighting Yuri Boy, uh-huh. right? And so I went to the weigh-in, yeah. and this was right there in downtown LA, I think by the Kodak Theater or whatever, yeah. right? So I kind of, you know, I know my way around the whole, you know, how everything works there. So I, I, um, I was able to run into him, you know, yeah. getting back to his limo, and I get it, you know, guys busy, people got things to do. But it was just him, the limo driver, and myself. There was nobody there, like no one there, yeah. you know? Didn't even seem like he was in a hurry, yeah. you know? And I just, yeah, I just went up to him, said hi, you know? Asked if he could sign my glove. Yeah, he wasn't very nice to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's a point where I get it. I respect yeah. them, right? It's their privacy. It's their life, you know? Uh-huh. But come on. Yeah. Right? Because we've met, right, mm-hmm. fighters certainly much bigger than his stature. Yeah. That are just complete gentlemen. Yeah. Right. And uh, we we met Pereira. Right. You know, wasn't could couldn't he be happier to take no, a photo? No. Yeah, that's right. Could not have been happier. <laughs> yeah. Could not have been a nicer person. That's yeah. what I mean. And I've talked to athletes. You I mean I? I mean I've I've spent time with Wayne Gretzky. You know, yeah. baseball players that are Hall of Famers. You know. Pete Rose, Hank Aaron, yeah. and these guys will sit there and talk to you all day long. Yeah. You know, just complete gentlemen. Yeah. But we get this fighter out of TJ that, you know, all of a sudden <laughs> I just don't have time. Yeah. There's nobody around. Yeah. I don't even want his time. Just sign my glove. Yeah. That won't happen again. Right? No, yeah. Um, also, um, Mikey Garcia. Yeah. Uh, he's planning on fighting in May or June. Uh, whether it's Pacquiao or not, you know, he's definitely going to fight uh, May or yeah. June. Uh, th- that those reports have resurfaced. Um, Ricky, he's overdue, man. Yeah, you know all the all the you know talk about fighting Pacquiao, and I'm waiting for Pacquiao. At this point, you know we love Mikey Garcia, obviously, right here in studio yeah. with us. You know, less than a year ago, Mikey, you got to fight someone at this point, man. Yeah, you know he has to. Yeah. Doesn't even have to be for a championship, right? Just just fight somebody to stay. It's as much. I hate to say it, Rick. It's but it's as much to stay relevant. Yeah, you know, and I think um, you know everybody would love to see him fight. You know, he's one of the hundred uh, percent. It wasn't know. that long ago that he was up top five, top, yeah, pound for pound, right? Probably still is. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's the problem when you say boxers are afraid to get that get rid of that that zero, Rick. That's what happens. Yeah, you lose a fight, and this guy loses to you know arguably the best welterweight around mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he gets dropped out of a lot of lists yeah you know and it um inactivity you know is, is isn't good you know we yeah. saw what happened to uh conor mcgregor yeah you know he's been out for a long time and he's um, he's got to fight again you know mikey's going on what two years now yeah at least yeah it, yeah so at least um what else we got rick we've got uh obali versus yeah. uh, nonito donaire yeah and that'll be in los angeles on may 29th yeah, for the WBC bantamweight title, be a good um, one. It'll be a good one. You know, the one that um, you know, if it's here in LA, you know, yeah. we, we should definitely uh, head out to. Yeah, um, Nonito Donaire hasn't fought by the way since he mm-hmm. lost to Fight of the Year against uh, Inoue back in uh, late yeah. um, November of 2019. Yeah, he hasn't fought since. Absolute warrior. Yeah, if that fight's in LA and there's the public, Rick will be there. Yeah, um, David Benavides. Yeah, um, he's uh, also training. Uh, he's training to replace Billy Joe Saunders if uh, he finds a way to uh, get injured or pull out from the fight yeah. against Canelo. Yeah. He said that uh, he didn't want Canelo to have uh, 
an easy excuse why he didn't pick him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, went with some other tomato can that uh, he could beat as a replacement. Yeah, sure. Wishful thinking, first of all. And yeah. I think that's great. <laughs> I think he's still trying to atone for, you know, not making weight and how he lost mm-hmm. the WC version of the 168-pound title. That's good, yeah. right? Good on him, but, you know, he's got a ways to go. Yeah. And he can only blame himself. Yeah. Um, and that's all I have for the, the news this week. Excellent, Rick. There you go, folks. You're caught up in the world of boxing. I know we still got the stat of the week. Mm-hmm. And then we'll wrap it up for round 10, folks. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing with everyone's favorite segment, the stat of the week. Rick, what do we got? Uh, for, for this week, um, only a, a handful of... Uh, Boxing stars have recorded uh, knockout streaks of over 20 fights. Okay. Um, there's one fighter that has two such streaks. Okay. Um, Carlos Zarate. Yeah. Um, he won his first 23 fights by stoppage, then won a decision, and then knocked out his next 28 opponents. Wow. And you said um, he's the only one that's got two streaks like that. Yeah. Of, and, but there's other fighters that have had 20 KO fights. Uh, yeah. 20 yeah, been probably quite a few. Probably, yeah, probably quite a few. I think right. we got Berlanga at like sixteen and zero right now. Right, right. But you know, he he had two. Yeah. of over twenty. Well, even you know the guy that beat him that comes to mind, you know, yeah. is uh, Wilfredo Gomez. Mm-hmm. Um, beat him. In fact, Wilfredo Gomez knocked him out. Yeah. And Wilfredo Gomez, Wilfredo, you know, the Bazooka Gomez, right? Yeah, he had his own streak of knockouts. Yeah, but not two twenty. Yeah. Um, knockout streaks in a row. Yeah, no, that and, that he didn't have. Yeah, no, it uh, when they fought. <laughs> yeah, they had a combined record of seven seventy three zero and one. Yeah, can you imagine yeah. with yeah. Se- with seventy two knockouts? Yeah, yeah, that crazy. Yeah. Imagine imagine that fight. Thing about that fight, by the way, was um, Zarate was moving up in weight mm-hmm. um, to fight uh, to fight Wilfredo Gomez, but that was uh, yeah, that was Wilfredo Gomez's uh, his first signature, really signature win. Mm-hmm. That 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 put him on the map, but yeah, can you imagine that? Say seven, 70, 72 and zero combined record, seventy two wow. and one, or seventy three and with seventy two knockouts between both of them. Yeah, yeah, isn't that crazy? Those were fights, right? Yeah, imagine, right? But in today's day, they would they probably wouldn't meet. They would have avoided each other, and yep. then uh, yep, you know, both retired, and then uh, twenty years later, after they had already both retired, then finally fought. Yeah, and you know what they would have called it, Rick? Unfinished, Unfinished business. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Good stat of the week, Rick. Our business is finished for round number 10. Looking forward to um, round number 11 next week. I know you'll be going out of town. Got some softball tournament stuff going on, yeah. right? Yeah. Busy week in sports for us on the local side. Can't wait. Good fights this weekend. Protect yourself at all times, folks. See you next week, Rick. See you next week.